Okay. Uh, I understand that the subject matter can be triggering. So if there are any points where you would like to take a break or skip a question, please feel free to do so. The date is Friday, May 29th, 2020. Can you state your name and your year of entry into Goucher College for the record? Okay, so this first portion is just going to be some background information to see what your life was like pretty much before and a little bit your introduction to Goucher was like. So can you tell us what you, what is like your background, where do you come from, and, or just like in general, what was your life like before attending Goucher? Mm-hmm. Okay, you can continue. Were you excited by the opportunity to attend college? I 
kind of like Gaucher. Um, and with that, I was they were telling me how they would be able to help me with like, the small classes and like you get to like within like community different communities they're very welcoming and that was like a different that was something different like that's not what I was raised on or what I had seen from the past so Goucher kind of came from one of my teachers who was who um who who was introducing schools to like different sophomores I mean not sophomores juniors and seniors in my school and that's kind of how I got intrigued by Goucher Okay, so you were fairly, you'd say you were fairly aware of, um, and how even excited by the levels of um, diversity that Goucher offered. Yeah, I think definitely by the people, they were welcoming, and it felt like, it felt like there was like a home base that I didn't feel with other schools that I looked at, like when I went to different schools, there. Like, they, it felt like they were just doing their job of, like, touring or, um, you know, making sure people knew what the school was about instead of, like, the community base that was in Goucher and the um, experiences you would get in people. Like, I did a, uh, I, I did an overnighter fifth. I don't, I remember, I don't remember her name, but it was a girl who, just like brought me and another girl into her like social group and then I remember she also took us to one of her friends practices and I've seen it like I've seen it over the past few years that I've been at Goucher now where it was it was like a cultural dance that I've never seen before I think it was a part of a club but it was like really interesting to see how Okay. Oh, did I cut you off? Or I'm sorry, did you oh, finish? I that was that was Okay. Did you believe despite the fact that Goucher is a predominantly white institution that you would still have a voice as a person of color and your issues would be addressed by the administration? As you were like still considering it, like before you properly answered. So me, um, just like being around doctors and all that, I kind of look past the fact that there are majority white people because of how it was told to me that it was a. Like, my school sold a lot, my, my high school sold a lot on the fact that it was very diverse, so it, for me, I wasn't really able to think about the, the population of white students on campus, and with that, I kind of got, I kind of got, like, my, my mind kind of changed about it when I got to out here. I wasn't really aware of how many white people there were because of how they talked about um, diversity in Goucher. And I definitely saw diversity, but it wasn't... I definitely changed for the years. Okay. Now that you... Well, now that you like have been in attendance, do you feel... Have you felt adequately represented as a black student? Like, do you have a voice in the classroom? Or like, if not, like what have made what has made you feel overlooked? I think there are times where 
like a or a racial um, not slur, but it's kind of like a what's the word? It's it's just racially trusting, and then kind of like have to sit back and just be like, you're. Just, I guess me as a black person, I'm kind of used to it, and there are definitely times where I it's like I'm heard but I'm not heard in the point of a black person more as like oh yeah you're we're pointing out that your point is valid but it's not like important to the conversation whereas like I feel that there are times that there are higher importances like women's rights or um, you know gender equality is is very looked at as the higher importance in a classroom than race at times and not to say that those aren't important they are important but it's like it's not at the same level as as race I guess and I think because of how times I've been treated before I came to college that I'm kind of like, I kind of try to zone that out and I, try to, I don't get angry about it because like there's no, it's not that there's no point, but it's like you kind of get used to it at a certain point that I tune it out and I kind of try to do what I'm there for to get an education and like become what I can be so I can encourage other fellow black people like me to do do what they want to do in the future. I would say. But the way I that's the way I kinda take it when I when it comes to like being in classroom settings and there not being such a such a strong representation for black people or black students or black teachers or things like that. I also think that um, there are times where, or not times, there's like, I think Goucher students, black Goucher students and like people of color have to kind of make their own way in Goucher, if that makes sense. Like, the, uh, there are opportunities for, for all students, but it's kind of like you have to, you have to push teachers sometimes and push for your for your ideas and for your um, for your want to be heard and to be to be out there for other students and to have a plat- platform just for people of color or or things like that. So I definitely think there's a there's a strain within students and you know the community in the classroom. Okay. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, it actually answered another one too that I was about to ask. But um, have you um felt that there have been times where, well, you and you slightly touched upon this as well when it comes to the matter of like sometimes your needs not being addressed as a priority or your opinions not being addressed as a priority have there been any times where you felt that your peers failed to make you feel welcome in the community Not heard, 
mm-hmm. in those. So you can you can say your piece about you know um, getting getting looked at if you're if you, you happen to be gay or something of that sort, and you know somebody looks at you wrong. But there's always also idea of like, are they looking at me because I'm black too or things like that? But people in other spaces may not understand. So you you are heard, but it's kind of like you're, you're, I don't know if this is the right term, but like you're a white sheep or something like that, or a black sheep. I don't know the exact term for it, but yeah, that's, that's how I see things, or how it's kind of, it's for me, like, Goucher, I feel like Goucher students are, you know, they're not rude in the fact of like, they don't push you up to the side, but they'll never understand your side the way you want them to, unless you're with your own people. Mm. Yeah, and then, um, sorry, one second. You're good. question to this section do you ever feel motivated by your surroundings and Goucher's community to do better like does Goucher's community actively motivate you to more adamantly pursue your personal endeavors Like, yeah, and seeing something being done insufficiently drives you to do it yourself. This next set of questions are going to focus on the events of the hate crime itself. 
the morning of November 14th, 2018, the student population received an email from Vice President and Dean of Students Brian Coker informing them of the anti-black graffiti that was spread on Hubeck Jeffrey's first floor. Do you remember where you were and how you felt when you first learned this news? I believe I was in a friend. So, I believe I was in a friend's dorm, and I think we were walking to, because it was a, we were in the freshman dorms, and we were walking to the fireside, and we were just, like, chilling outside, um, um, or not chilling outside, but just chilling in, like, the waiting room or whatever, and one a student, like a, I think she's a, I think a senior, came to us and was like, guys, we're having a, like, there, she was like, something happened, like, there was a, there was a, um, a crime that happened, or somebody wrote, like, a whole bunch of slurs and, like, was calling out the and that's kind of how I first heard about it, and then it just spread from Okay. Did you feel, upon learning the news, did you personally feel safe or targeted? Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm. I'm sorry. When I said that, I meant to say unsafe or targeted. What, if you can recall, was the response from administration and some um, some facets of the general student body? Do you believe, if you if upon recollection, do you believe that any actions that were undertaken were adequate as a response? As in terms of the emails or uh, anything? Or yeah, especially those. Especially the emails, but more so the immediate, um, the ways that the hate crime was immediately addressed by the campus community. I think by administration, it was very, it was black and it was, it was like, it wasn't, they didn't give us the full story. They, it was, I just felt like I was watching the news again where they half asked things. Because, you know, to keep themselves safe or to, like, or not start uproar and uproar in the community. And I think that was kind of the worst decision they made. And the way things came out, it was, it was slow. It was, it wasn't all the way accurate. And their, their language within the, um, within the emails, you know, oh, this happened, 
like the like the people of color community is like those are the ones who I feel are taking the action and with the um with the the blackout and how that took place I feel like that's where that's where I don't want to say justice was done but it was like that's where people came together and was like no this this is not this is not okay like of course the man the person was called and I guess like this was done where our voices were heard and we weren't gonna let this like be like just an okay thing and I think I appreciated that although I I me personally I didn't attend it I tried to get people to attend I tried to tell my friends to wear black and that's where I kind of felt my place was at the moment and I was very and I, I was really proud of like all the people who put it together and how that went because that's really big and that's really like you know that's a great knowing how the, the blue color black community is, is a lot of it out there and, that's, and I appreciate that inspired Okay. To expand on that a little bit more, um, do you remember at what point you became, how you became aware of the blackout process that was being organized? Yeah. So, are we allowed to say names on here? Yeah. Bunny, who was a senior at the time, came to us because I was sitting with some of the basketball girls and was like telling us. I guess she had just came from the meeting and she was telling us to to wear all black because we're gonna have a blackout tomorrow or this day and and come join us in in I want to. It's not a blackout. What, what was it called? I mean, not it's not a riot. What is it? What was it called exactly? To my knowledge, it was just meant to be um protest. Yeah, a protest. To, to come join us in a protest in Mary Fisher. So that's what I did. I I didn't go, but I wore all black. I tried to tell a lot of people about going and that. It was kind of hard for me because at the same time I was telling all my friends to wear black but I was cautious on like telling all my friends to like go because I wanted this to be like a a black experience but I also didn't want to make it seem like you know black people could only attend if that's I was kind of torn on that because I I didn't know much about the, the the protest and I wanted to make sure that people knew about it and was like this is important they should fight so it was it was like a smoke it was like a tear for me and I knew I'd help it in other ways not necessarily that same day but I wanted to make sure people knew about that day so I um me, I created a, a short documentary. I made two short documentaries that um, focused on the blackout and how you know we need to move forward in, in our community as people of color, as a community as a whole, and things like that, and how this isn't acceptable. Okay. Um, if you had to summarize the goal of the blackout, what would you say it was? Um, the goal was to, I believe it was to show that this is not acceptable. Like, you can't just go around riding on walls and telling people and 
Last question of this section. Was this the first hate crime that you were on campus to witness? That brings us to our last section, which is more so focused on the aftermath of the event. On November 30th, it was announced by the Baltimore Sun that Finn Arthur, a biracial student, was the culprit of the hate crimes. How did you feel learning that Arthur was biracial? Did it change your feelings on the hate crimes? As of today, if you type Goucher Hate Crime 2018 into Google News, there are at least three articles which attribute the hate crime itself to being a hoax. How does the branding of the hate crime as a hoax make you feel, and what do you feel that the news outlets were trying to accomplish in doing so? As a hoax is meaning like a joke? Race hoax, and I believe more so in the terms that, not necessarily a joke, but more so black people finding some random reason to get angry. I think that pisses me off. Oh my gosh. No, yeah. like 
Yeah, more accurate, more accurately. There's one. There's one from the New York Post with the headline that reads something like "The list of bogus hate crimes in the Trump era is long." So I think that's more the mentality that these things are bogus and they're not considered fully hate crimes because they were perpetrated by a black person. Because then that trumps the fact that there's an issue bigger than, you know, race on race wars or whatever. But it's more of, like, how we treat people of color, black people, like, all people of what? Like, in that, and in that, that keeps the, the white man or, the, the, or whatever up. Like, by debunking what happened saying that, you know, it's just another incident or something like that, is just saying that our problems aren't real, and that's why stuff like this happens, because you're saying that our problems aren't real, and that's an issue at hand, and that's why, if that's what I mean, like, you kind of have to make your you have you kind of have to make your way as a as a black student, at least in Goucher, because people are going to try and, and step on you to say that your, your, your feelings are wrong, but that, that's not true. Like, that's ridiculous. That makes me feel sad. Yeah. These I have been... Think, sorry. No, I'm... No, sorry. But Be, I also think that... <laughs> The news has, like, put it in their head, and that's like, what society wants to hear, that, you know, it's just their, just their problem, and it's not, it's not us, then. but it's not, it's the fact that the community treats us like it's, we have to figure it out on our own, when, in reality, we've had to deal with our problems, plus the, the white people's problems as well. I feel like in society where they're meant to be in some way helpers. Well, obviously, in past history, we're supposed to be helpers, but that doesn't make us less human. And I think that going forward in Goucher's community and the black community, we should push, strive, or we are pushing and striving to make it known that we are just as human as as I'm sorry, were you saying anything else? No, I was saying that's how I feel about that. Okay. So, yeah. A year and a half later, on campus, on Goucher campus, what action have you seen the administration undertake to better address the needs of black students? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? A year and a half later, what actions have you seen the administration undertake to better address the needs of black students? Who 
identity to get to, together. Does that make sense? Like, the grant holds money for students who want to put on uh, events and things like that for different ethnicities and things like that. And I think that's where one way. We also have, like, people who work in OSC who, who the leading, who, not leading, but who are in charge are black women. And I think that's one way they worked on things. We, and from there, it's the students who kind of create their own thing. I I'm stand by this completely that people of color in Goucher's community where students create their own spaces and and strive to higher positions in different departments more than the more than what the people who who work with the president and all that do, I believe. Like I understand that we have maybe three I I don't know how many faculty members we have that are that are of color, but to me it's very few and I think that there should be more, but I also know that it takes time. But I also know that our our students so like freshmen, all that are coming in. There's a lot more people of color, black students who are coming in and that's one way to that that's pushing us in the right direction and giving us more freedom to to understand different identities and things like that. But yeah, that's what I see within the future of Goucher. Okay. Do you feel that there's been a general chance? Oh, sorry, one more second. Do you feel that there's been a change in attitudes regarding the administration's response to the student body? If not before, do you feel that you can be heard now? think that some of the diversity trainings at the institution implements are adequate to foster a more inclusive community? For example, do you feel that in another situation pertaining to race putting you in danger, your non-PLC friends would know what to do or how to support you? walking 
walking home at night from the movies or something, and, you know, they're being very loud or something, and there's cops around, and, like, I guess they're not really aware of, like, what's going on, so they, and that, it's not like they have to be aware of things going on, so it, it can be hard to, to get them to understand that, like, you can't do everything, it, or at least when you're hanging around me or stuff like that, the way you can when you're not hanging around me. So, I definitely look to, like, people who look like me, people of color, when it comes to situations that may put me in danger or may cause a situation that doesn't need to, to, to take place. And not to say that I don't trust my friends, like, I do trust them to, to make sure to not do stupid stuff to get us in a situation, but there are times where it's kind of like they're not thinking about it, or there are times where I'm not thinking about it until the last second, and it's like, oh shoot, like, this can easily go wrong, and you know, we try to, I try to tell them, like, afterwards, like, yo, you know, we can't do that anymore, like, things like that, but it's also, like, I want to be, I want to feel like I'm just as a person as, 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 as they are, but it's just, like, for me, it's, like, trying to always find a balance, you know, being safe, and just trying to be my friends as, in a moment, that I shouldn't have to worry all the time. Things like that. Did that answer the question? Completely? Yeah. It feels like you're suggesting there's a bit of a um, tug of war depending on like the spaces you need to navigate with your friends. Yeah, it's like a war within yourself because you can't... It's not that you can't change. Like, you can't change it. Like, things can get better, but it's like you always have to be thinking in a moment. Like, it's kind of like, or you always have to be on your toes and make sure everyone around you, including yourself, is okay. So, and it's nothing against, like, my friends and things like that, or people I surround myself. It's just like a, an awareness thing that I, that I think a majority of people of color had to deal with and have learned over years and times like that and how we how we go about the world so, yeah. okay and this is going to be the last question of the interview what are some things that you would like to see to feel more secure and safe moving forward whether that be on the general student body's behalf or the greater school administration's behalf I would love to see more staff, like, as in, like, teachers and, like, more spaces for people of color. And, like, more opportunities that aren't just driven by students to <laughs> excel in their field. But I want to see a lot more art and more, you know, expression of black and people of color community. And in terms of, like, speak, I think it's just about conversation and understanding. I think there's a lot of technology and, in fact, like, we can email uh, the president and we can email, like, higher up the administration and all that but I think that we both like the students and administration need to come together and talk about the issue and how to move forward from it and actually take from what we learn in conversation and not just like oh yeah okay I hear you but like I have shit to do because we don't 
still work for them. And I feel like they don't work for us. I feel like it's kind of like a, we come together to create a community that's safe for everyone and that's, that welcomes everyone without the restraint of just race and, and I don't want to say identity because identity is like everything within you. So I, like, I think there's a, a bit of a restraint in terms of race and I don't want that to be a thing. I want people to, to be able to be comfortable at all times in who they, in who they are and, you know, not, I guess, not be afraid to express themselves just because of the race and the things that have happened in the past and the fear of things happening in the future. That's how I feel about it. Okay. Thank you. Uh, that brings us to the end of our interview. Thank you.